Welcome to 30 Minutes with Nettie, where we explore life through real stories and empower one another. I am your host, Nettie. Hello, welcome back. I'm excited to share another conversation. Last week, we heard Jocelyn Rivas' story, which, by the way, this upcoming weekend, she will be celebrating and making history as the youngest woman and youngest Latina to finish 100 marathons. Make sure to check out her story in the episode before if you haven't done so. For this series, I wanted to speak with humans who are out in the world accomplishing a goal. I hope the next conversation sparks some type of fire within you to start setting a new goal and start designing the life you would like to live. My next guest is Ana Sheila Victorino. Ana Sheila is a co-host of Tamarindo Podcast. She is half of Queer Enamoradas and she's a lead coach for Launch Latinx. Ana Sheila is out here working with the community and for the community. Ana Sheila, thank you for taking the time to share a little bit of your story with us. For the listeners, if you've been thinking about a change in your life, starting a business, an organization, but don't know where to start and could benefit from a one-on-one coach, reach out to Ana Sheila. Her Instagram is at LA underscore Ana Sheila. Let's jump into the conversation. Okay, hi Ana. I've been uh, I've been following you for a while. I think I discovered you through Tamarindo podcast. Um, I had been listening to that for a while, and then um, you joined Brenda, and then somehow I started following you. Then I saw that you're part of Queer Enamoradas, launched Latinx. I was like, man, she's dope as heck. Uh, let me invite her to the podcast. And for someone who has no idea who Ana Sheila is, let's start from. Where did you grow up? And if you could share some type of childhood memory yeah. just for us to get a feel of who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm originally from Mexico City and very cool. I'm currently like back living here after not living here since I was four. So we moved from Mexico to Chicago when I was four. And Chicago was like, it was cool because it was an easier transition as a little girl than maybe moving somewhere that would have been like mostly como white, you know? Okay. Because Chicago, where I lived, I live on the west side. And it's a predominantly Latino area, a lot of Mexicans, a lot of Puerto Ricans. And so I went to a school that was like predominantly Mexican and Puerto Rican. And it was really beautiful because even though I wasn't in Mexico anymore, there were still so many cultural activities and community that I felt very connected to my culture, even when I was living in Chicago. Like I was doing ballet folklorico, writing like doing spanish poetry like a lot of things and i feel so grateful that was a really important part of my my upbringing was like spending time in chicago because i got to learn about my culture and also feel really proud of it and i think that really made a difference in, in my confidence and and what i carried with me as, as i grew up and i moved to other places that weren't as como culturally connected i guess you grew up in chicago where in chicago yeah, on the west side, little little village, and then oh, yeah, la villita, yeah, yeah, la villita, yeah, yeah, for very sure. Cool. It was very rich, very beautiful. Like I have the fondest memories of that time there for me, at least. I know it was different from my parents coming from Mexico and adjusting to este the cold, the culture, all the things. Yeah. But for me, it was it was very cool. Yeah, so I lived there before, and then we moved to California after that. So, what made the move to California? Um, I think in part the weather, in part my mom, just like, because my mom already had family in California and like she didn't have any family. We didn't have any family in Chicago. So um, just being closer to to family, basically. Yeah. I'm always so curious um, with families who come, because I live in a suburb up north from Chicago. 
And I always yeah. ask my mom, like, why? Like, how did you guys choose this place? Have you ever asked your mom, like, why Chicago, especially if you guys didn't have any family? Yeah, no, it was it was actually a really cool, like, ex- opportunity. My parents were both teachers in Mexico. Like, you know, my mom was a high school. I think they were both high school teachers at the time. My mom taught English. And um, they were doing, like, an exchange program where the Chicago public schools were hiring Mexican teachers, yeah, to like go and do like a two year como visiting, kind of like a cultural exchange type of experience. And because my mom knew English enough, she got hired. And so that's how we moved. My dad didn't know any English. So he um, was working in in like fabricas and factories and things like that at at first. But that's how we we moved. So my mom had got a teaching job in the Chicago public schools, like in La Villita. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's how we we moved out there. So that's like kind of random. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, I feel really grateful because I know that that's not the experience of a lot of other Mexican immigrants. Right. It was still tough, like financially for my family. But I, you know, I know we always had food on the table and I know that there wasn't that fear of being deported. And I know that that's a privilege that we have and a lot of other folks don't have. Where did you go to college? So I went to to Stanford. So, I mean, you did share already that your parents were both educators. Mm -hmm. Did that influence uh, what you wanted to, what did did you want to pursue? Like when you were graduating from high school and going into college was uh, what you're doing now, what you went to school for? No, honestly, I had no idea. Well, like I knew I liked, you know, I think growing up biculturally, I felt really connected to like, really interested in learning about other cultures. And I think also because, you know, I didn't get to travel a lot growing up like with my family. And so I read a lot about other countries in, in books. Like we had, I had only been to Mexico, you know, before, before I wasn't, before I went to college, before I was an adult. And so I always loved learning about different cultures. And I like dreamed about the possibility of being able to, to go to different countries. And so I ended up studying international relations because of because of that, because I think, you know, being my culture, I think I was just like more open and wanting to learn about. Yeah, I yeah. thought my identity was so interesting and all the different things that I was like struggling with or reflecting on. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not doing like anything related to that, but that's like the only thing that I knew that I was super interested in. And that's what I ended up studying. OK, so then you ended up going to California. And then how did you get into like personal development or well, let's start out with Tamarindo, Tamarindo's podcast. I actually met Brenda, the, the creator and, and my co-host at a, an event where I was speaking on a panel. I was speaking on a panel. It was like a LGBTQ plus panel around jobs. And in that time, I was like, had just been in tech. So it was like a tech panel or something like that. Or I was speaking from that perspective. And and I met her there. And then she just came up to me after. And I just, she I guess she liked what I had to say. And I remember I was so nervous también. But she liked what I had to say. And we stayed connected. She ended up recruiting me to be on the board of a nonprofit that she was um, the chair of. And uh, so yeah, like we became friends. And then originally I reached out to her about podcasts because I had a friend. I have a friend that I think is just like super smart and super witty and funny. And I was like, oh, my God, you need to be on a podcast and I can be your sidekick. That's what I thought, because I just always loved how we engaged together. She was like como, like the star, but I was a sidekick. Okay. And so I was like, I don't know what it'll take to start a podcast, but I just wanted to ask her, like, you know, what is it like? Da, 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 da. And then um, a few months later, I guess, because I had asked her about it, she's like, hey, so I'm looking for a new co-host. And I wanted to ask if you or someone you knew would be interested in, in, in being my, my new co-host. And at the time, that's something I totally would have said no to, because I 
wasn't really comfortable using my voice on a larger platform. Like I had just grown up being very much a perfectionist to the sense, to the point that like, I felt like in order to como show up or like, I needed to be perfect before I did anything that I showed to the world. And that had been holding me back for so long. Like, I, I don't know if you're, if you're a dancer, but for example, I don't really know how to dance a lot of the, the Latin dances, like cumbia, salsa, bachata, et cetera. Like I know the very basics, but the reason I'm not a better dancer is because I was so scared of showing, seeing people that I didn't know how to dance. And of course, if you never dance, then you're never going to get better at dancing, right? So right. that kind of stuff had been holding me back for a long time. But I has been feeling like I needed to use my voice more. I was ready to like step into more of my power and stop letting myself being like setting, being scared of not, of not being perfect, stop me from saying what I thought I wanted, what I wanted people to hear. And I knew that a lot of people would resonate with a lot of my experiences. And so I had made an intention that I was going to step into visibility and that I was going to use my voice more. And so then when Brenda asked me if I wanted to be her co-host, like, I totally would have said no, but I remember that I had made this intention and I was like, oh my God, I'm literally given and being given an opportunity on a platform, like on a, on a, on a platter. Like I don't, I don't have to actually start anything. I literally just have to say yes and join her and push through all my discomfort. And so I was like, all right, I'm saying yes. This feels like this is coming from like from God or the universe or something, something. So yeah. that's I ended up joining her. That's so cool. That just reminded me of uh, of when we make a decision. It's kind of crazy. Like you said, you don't know if it's like God, like a like the stars align when you give yourself an intention. Like, I want to be this. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden something happens that it's like an answer. And it's like, holy crap. Like, this is right. what I want. It's like you just you just have to take the time to like get clarity on what you want. And once you can do that, once you can speak it, once you can write it, once you can share it then it, like, I really, I've seen it. I've seen like things come to me when I make a decision about what I want. Very cool. For the listeners that have no idea what Tamarindo podcast is, can you give like a little brief description? Yeah. So we are um, a Latinx podcast, uh, Latinx centered podcast. We talk about cultura, culture, we talk about politics and we talk about like, well, well well-being and self-development. And we really tried, someone said this, like a, a listener said that we're at the intersection of, um, activism and and self-care and self-love and we're like oh my god that feels so on point um because like we want to through what we talk about we want to inform people we want to inspire people we want to galvanize people to to take action around different issues and in areas in their community but we feel like the most important thing for our listeners first and foremost is to take care of themselves and like focus on their well-being and from there do all these other things but like if you're not tending to yourself first, all the other stuff is like, it, it's it's not gonna, you're not gonna be as healthy. You're not, it might not be as aligned with what you really want. And especially, and we think this is especially important because you know, a, a majority of our listeners are, are, are women. And especially we feel like Latina women, what's been ingrained in us is that we have to put others first and like, you know, selflessness, like sacrificing for your familia, that's been, that's what's been rewarded. That's what's been taught. And I think it's time for us to break out of that idea that like we have to put others first before ourselves. So that that's a little bit about our goals or what we try to do at Tamarindo. And then you also have Queer Enamoradas. See, that's new. We're still kind of trying to figure out what we want to do with it, but we really, the reason we created it, so me and my girlfriend, Kim, who also has a has a very large platform called Brown Badass Bonita, which you, you should all which you should all check out. Um, so we met during during COVID 
And, um, you know, so we spent a lot of time, just the two of us when everything was shut down. And something we were really wanting is community, like queer female community is And, you know, it was hard, it was hard to get that when you were in COVID. And so we were like, we want to just, and then in Mexico too. So we're like, we want to find a way to both share representation, like show like show visibility and representation, because we just we keep realizing like it's 2021, but it's still so important. Mm-hmm. We still see how much of a difference it makes, like what you're doing through your podcast. Um, it's so like there's still so many people in different communities where have seeing people that are visible is it makes a big difference for them, makes them feel seen, makes them feel not alone, even if they don't have them physically there. And so we really wanted to be, offer that representation and visibility, but también start to build community because we haven't had that physical community yet. So that's kind of like what the goals of the, of the community is. And then we're still sort of figuring out and we have all these other things going on, but that's what we want to do. And we look forward to seeing like what we can do, like other stories that we can highlight and I don't know, maybe like a, a real live event at some point. <laughs> I'll fly out to that event. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it be so dope? I've been making more Latinx queer friends recently. And um, and it's just, it feels, there's like another layer of connection when you meet folks that also connect with you on that level. It just yeah. feels so much more powerful. You're like, damn, like you can't, you get more of where, like of where I'm coming from. And that feels yeah. so special. And you kind of feel like an automatic connection. I don't know. I don't know if that's right. Okay. Okay. I don't know. It's something different. So um, that's so cool. I really, I really hope that Queer Enamorada grows and it continues because yeah, we definitely need it. We we need community. We need um, maybe, I don't know, a podcast, Queer Enamoradas. Maybe. Maybe we could do a, a part a partnership with, with you to, to <laughs> put together. And you have launch Latinx. Girl, I says it un poquito de todo. How do you how sí. do you maintain? Okay, first let's talk about launch Latinx, just so that yeah. the listeners know what it is, and then we could talk yeah. about how you balance everything. Yeah, so launch Latinx, um, it's a platform, it's like a coaching platform specifically centering on people that identify as Latinx or, or at least are like supportive of that, of those identities. So Latinx or BIPOC folk, I guess is what I would say. And it's the, the, we do a lot of things, but what I specifically work on um, is it's like a, it's a 10 week coaching program and we work with like aspiring entrepreneurs that maybe have had an idea they've been wanting to launch for years or or have like a like a deep personal goal about how they want to like step into visibility, like me, for example, but like haven't been able to take action on it. So we're, we work with people that are like finally ready, like I've been holding myself back, are ready to launch something, grow something. And it's a 10 week program and it's um, it's beautiful. Like it's a, it's a mix of like business and and also like self-development work, because what we've realized is that a lot of times, yeah, like you can work, you can learn all these business tools, you thought estas cosas, but like. If you're not unblocking the things that have been blocking you, then you're going to keep staying stuck. And what we've seen is a lot of programs focus a lot on just the business stuff or sometimes focus just on inner development or, you know, like therapy focuses just on on inner inner work. But we try to combine those because we feel like in order to really reach your goals, you have to do a lot of the, the, the inner development work and unblock yourself. So that's kind of what we do. And right now we're actually recruiting for our next program. So that's launching at the end of next month but yeah i mean it's 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 for people that identify as latinx or, or bipoc that are ready to get out of their own way 
diverse identities and are very inclusive, um, that also want to define like different ways of like being and, and running businesses that, that challenge like traditional capitalism. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a little bit about, about the program. Anna, how do you balance everything that you do? Girl, it's hard. It's it's hard. But you know, I think working on different things, it also like energizes me too. And because like if I'm not just doing one thing, which I like I, I think that would be boring for me, but being able to do different kinds of things, like I think with Lunch Latinx, we're doing coaching. We're also like, I'm also helping build like the programming, the curriculum. And, but then with Tamarindo, I'm getting to be a little bit more creative también. So I feel like I'm kind of using a lot of different things, that, different skill sets, like both creative and more operational. So it feels more fun to me and that gives me more energy. But in terms of like how to balance, um, I mean, it's hard because I work from home, ¿verdad? Pero what I, I generally do, it's like, um, like I have like days that I'm, that I'm focusing more on Tamarindo, days that I'm focusing more on Latinx. And I really try to protect that time because I think sometimes when you're jumping back and forth too quickly, you, you can waste a lot of time. So it's really thinking about how can I block out my days so that I can be like focused because um, also protecting, como I try not to check um, emails between certain times, like kind of having like, these are my hours for this kind of work. These are my hours for this. Between these times, I'm not going to be checking email. I'm not going to be doing this. Este, and también always looking at like, okay, I can, looking at not having, because um, there's times of the of the year where Tamarino is a lot busier or when Lunch Up Next is, is busier. So just kind of already knowing what the flows are going to be like. And yeah. so I can know not to come, like put too many things in, in one in one project and compared to, to the other, for example. You did share in the beginning that you are now living in Mexico. So the last, you know, you're in Chicago, Mexico, Chicago, California. What made yeah. you decide to go back to Mexico and how has that been for you? Yeah, so it's something I had been wanting to do for a long time. And I think, you know, being bicultural, I always was felt very connected to my Mexican culture, but I could never, but I always felt like I was missing something by not being here and experiencing it kind of on a deeper level because I would always come you know, for a few days and then go, go home. And I had always really just wanted to feel like, what does it actually feel to live where I'm from, where I know my roots are from, where I know my ancestors are from. Like most of my family has been from central Mexico, which is where Mexico city is for, for generations. And so I just wanted to see what that felt like. And, um, and I'm always someone that's loved kind of traveling and having different experiences. But my, my dad passed away two years ago and he was from here. He grew up here. And when he passed, like the call to come became even stronger because for me, it felt like a way to connect with my dad to be here. Like, no, these were the streets he was on. This is what formed him. And in that way, being able to like honor my connection to him and and just feel more connected to him. And it's like when that happened, that kind of was like, I'm way out of need. I don't know. I got to make it happen. And um and, and also just like COVID and like not working at, com- at like a normal company anymore, that made it easier for me to be like, I can actually do this. Like, there's no reason why I can't go to Mexico anymore. Nothing is tying me physically anywhere. And the beautiful thing is that, you know, I met, I met my girlfriend Kim last March. And, um, you know, soon after I, I shared with her, like, this is something that I've been wanting to do. Like, is this something that you've ever thought about? And she was like totally on board. And totally on board to like making it happen. And so when that, I was like, oh shit, like 
like literally like anything that I'm trying to, that is, that I would think would try to block me is literally just being like, keep going, keep going forward. You like, you can make this happen. And yeah. And so we ended up moving here in, in January and it's, and it's been just getting to connect with this, with this place more deeply and starting to build community. That's taken a while because uh, most things were closed for, for many months here because, um, you know, because of COVID obviously. And so just in the last few months, really starting to connect and build community, it feel like, yeah, like feel more integrated. My Spanish has improved, which is amazing. My goal, my goal was to sound exactly like someone from here, like no one could tell. And uh Muy bien, muy bien. A veces todavía hay ciertas cosas que, que sí todavía no sé, pero, <laughs> pero he avanzado muchísimo. So it feels, it feels amazing. Very cool. Is there a message that you would like to leave us with about life, yeah. about anything you want? You know, I as you were talking, I was remembering something because I was trying to think back of where I related to you the most or, or some. I remember there was one point that you shared something on Instagram and I was like, damn, like, I feel or I, I understand. I don't know if you were into corporate or more into like whatever society <laughs> wants for you. And that's what you measured as success. And then something happened yeah. where the success means something totally different. So I don't know if you would like yeah. to expand on that, but I think that's a really cool. Yeah. I mean, basically I, I had like an, an injury that sort of like where I ended up having to be like bedridden for a few months. And that was sort of the first time I had to like pause and stay still. And, um, and it was a little bit scary because I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I thought maybe I had a brain tumor. I thought maybe I was going to die for, for a few weeks. Luckily everything ended up being okay, but it, but there were a few months that I was sort of bedridden and that was the first time I had to pause and stay still. And like, I did a lot of reflection in that period. I learned how to meditate and I realized that like before I had been very scared of things like meditation and yoga. And I realized the reasons why these things were scary to me is because I had to like actually pause. And I was scared of what would come up in those pauses. Like if I wasn't just going, 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 because that's what I had been always just doing, going, 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 not actually pausing to reflect on what, why, where I was and why I was doing what I was doing. And so in that reflection, I was like, damn, like this is our one life. And like, we get to design exactly what fulfills us, what makes us happy. And we get to define what success means to us. And so I detached the idea that success meant like lots of awards and, and money and like a, like a corporate career, which is like what I thought, you know, I had to do, especially as an immigrant. I was like, oh yeah, I gotta be in business. And I just got used to like, you know, getting recognition and things like that. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. basically fuck that and so then I started to decide define like what success really what that really meant to me and what kind of impact I really wanted to have and like it doesn't have didn't really have to do with money because at the end of it we're not taking this money with us when we go you know so am I going to do something that makes me unhappy just because I'm going to have more money while I'm here when that doesn't actually make me happy yeah and so yeah, so it's been like a journey of unlearning and designing my own life and, and, and not giving so much weight to what other people want for me or what other people say. And that's really what I want to share with everybody else that like just spending the time reflecting on what actually brings you fulfillment and slowly letting go of like all the weight that you're giving to other people on what that should look like. 
Very, very cool. Um, Ana Sheila, I will share all your, your you know, Tamarindo Queer Enamoradas launch Latinx if anyone's interested um, to check you out. I know you will, I'm looking forward to see what the future will bring for you because I know it's, you're doing a lot of really good things for the community. So thank you too. Thank you, like, likewise, I think what you're doing is so important. We need to hear more of our voices and it, and, it, and, it, and, it, and you're, build, you're building community and that's so important for us right now, especially. Thank you for tuning in today. Let me know what you think of today's episode. If you would like to join me, email me at nettiespodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at nettiespodcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review, and please continue to help me spread the word by sharing this episode with your friends and family. I hope everyone has a good week, and I will talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.